Alrighty, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Hello. Uh, happy to be here. I'm excited to do this as usual. Um, yeah, I've, uh, I've really come to kind of look forward to sitting down to record uh, for a variety of reasons. One um, big thing of this is, is about being consistent, getting the job done, even if... Um, even if there are times or feelings where I'm nervous or don't want to do it, I think like many other things that I'm trying to focus on in my life right now, just getting the job done, there's some there's some power to that. There's like muscle that you're developing. So there's that part. Um, but then also, I've also, I also look forward to recording recently kind of as like... Um, kind of like as a form of therapy or I guess you could describe it as therapeutic uh, reason being for me I'm just fleshing out thoughts that I kind of have on a regular basis um, right things that I'm grappling with in my life things that I'm you know just are on my mind and I've mentioned it before but you don't always have people that you can share everything with right and you don't always have the opportunity or for whatever reason right and so these for me is an opportunity for again it's by myself but at least the interesting part is that it's available for others to digest and hear um so i lost my train of thought it's kind of funny yeah, anyways, this, this has become therapeutic for me. That's the point that I was trying to make. There you go. Good rebound, Ryan. Yeah, I, I look forward to it. It feels good. It feels good to flesh out my thoughts. And today will kind of be just that. I think today will be a little bit more on the personal side. And that'll be interesting. That'll be fun. Obviously, nothing too crazy. Um, everything that I'm comfortable with sharing. And that's the cool part about this, too, is like, uh, on the one hand, I am being vulnerable, uh, but on the other hand, it's kind of just the, the tip of the iceberg. Um, but yeah, so this one, this one today will be fun. It'll be interesting. It'll be personal. Before I jump into the couple things that I had wrote down, I just want to say how I've been, how I've been recently, just because, you know, for my own sake. And if anybody is interested, probably not, but so be it. Uh, this past week, it was spring break. It's in, kind of an early spring break. I should also mention where I'm at, just because that's always a, a good thing to mention. So right now, I'm at the park. Uh, it's actually the park that I recorded my first episode at. It's the park that I play basketball a lot at, so it's just, uh, it feels good to be here. It's cloudy today, but at least it's not raining right now. A little windy outside. But the park is empty, and it's nice. I like it. I like when things are empty. I get the space to myself. Um, but yeah, this past week, it was spring break, and uh, tomorrow I'm back at work, back at school. Uh, obviously, I'm kind of like got the Sunday woes feeling right now, but I am also looking forward to go back to work, to be back with my students, to get back to teaching and... Uh, I'm also starting a new round of basketball classes and training this week, so it's going to be a jam-packed week. But this past week was good um, for the most part. I think it, it was really relaxing. I got to do pretty much 
everything that I, most of the things that I wanted to do from relaxing, kind of just evaluating where my life is, figuring out what this next month looks like, planning, organizing, all those little things that, you know, at least for me are important to functioning and feeling good about where, what I'm doing with my life. So I got a chance to do that. Got a chance to play a lot of basketball. I think I played like four straight days with friends, so that's always fantastic. Got to bond with them. Got to listen to a lot of podcasts. Got to do a decent amount of reading. Um, yeah, a decent amount of reading. So currently I'm reading The Brothers Karamazov. I'm trying to get through it. <clears throat> I just had to adjust my windows right there. But yeah, I'm about 150 pages away from the end, so wrapping that up i look forward to you know everything that's going to happen it's been a good read so far um what else have i done yeah i guess you could say that's pretty much the gist of it without getting into too much detail i will say this um there were some plans that i was looking forward to that uh had to be rescheduled so i was a little bit So I can say that I was genuinely looking forward to these plans, but uh, I still am. I'm still hopeful, let's say, that it's going to happen. We shall see. But yeah, the plans didn't work. We had to reschedule. And uh, da, 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 what was I going to say about this? Oh, yeah, I was like a little bummed, right? But uh, and it's funny because there are a couple of reasons I wanted to bring this up. One, I wanted to share that I'm a... I'm a little bit superstitious. I think uh, it, this is this part of me came from sports. Like I used to, <clears throat> I think a lot of people will resonate with this. I used to pay attention to the socks that I would wear, or like the order that I would put my shoes on, tie my shoes. Like I would put, probably, I think I put the right first, then the left, if I remember right. Uh, so just little things like that. All to, to help you play better, pretty much. Like, oh, I had a great game when I did this, this, and this. And I'm going to try to replicate that as much as possible. I don't know what the uh, the science or the studies, because I, I think it could go either way. Like, there is some utility to routine and keeping things the same and doing things the same way. But then probably, like, half of it, most of it is just coincidence by chance, luck, whatever. Um, but yeah, I was talking about these plans with a couple close friends and usually I don't do that. Uh, the reason being is because I'm a little bit superstitious, like, ah, if I speak on it, then something's going to happen. It won't pan out. And then also, yes, I, these days I tend to, I tend to not share as much. I think I let, like, I'm more of a, a, a question asker. I let other people speak, and then when they speak, I kind of just ask questions and chime in whenever necessary. But it's pretty unusual for me to be leading a conversation. Well, not always, but especially when it comes to, like, personal stuff. Like, oh, I was doing this, I was with this person, I've been thinking this, that, 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 that. I usually don't. And so... It's funny, obviously I was in my feels about it, but it's funny looking back because I was telling a friend, I was like, we were talking about these this plan that I had arranged. And I was like, ah, man, you know, I'm superstitious, blah, blah, blah. It happened. Uh, but I am 
the takeaway that I have from this, and it's something I've actually been trying to work on uh, recently anyways, is to have a positive interpretation of the situation. Usually I can, but my feelings tend towards the negative, like, oh, I knew it, I knew this was going to happen, or yeah, pretty much, you knew something was going to happen, or the disappointing situation panned out, and I usually tend towards that. I lean into that a little bit and that's kind of been the story of my life to some extent and so recently I've been trying to as much as possible give the positive interpretation of a situation obviously you can't do that all the time but it's just a challenge for me to not be so uh, down in the feels or even to look at it as a bad thing like just look at it as oh, okay got had to be rescheduled uh, probably gonna happen sometime sometime later and who knows maybe it's actually a lot better because the longer you have to wait for something the more you appreciate it when it happens stuff like that right so that's kind of how I'm interpreting that situation it's just being patient and uh, it's fun it's good it also um, here's another way that I've responded to just disappointment in my life whenever you know, things happen, like you want to hang out with some friends and it doesn't pan out, or somebody flakes on you, stuff like that. I usually, you could call this a coping mechanism, you could say that it's also motivation, who knows, because maybe it's probably, it's probably both, it's definitely both. Uh, so instead of feeling sad and down and uh, unmotivated, I kind of get, just hit the grind harder pretty much, just say to myself, oops, I just dropped my phone. Excuse me. I say to myself, like, okay, this is an opportunity to get back to work, uh, push it a little bit harder, do things, uh, get shit done, pretty much. And I did get a decent amount of, like, planning and just seeing where I'm at uh, done in this past week. So all to say, it was a good spring break. I feel, for the most part, rejuvenated. I did a lot of wholesome activity. I did a lot of meditation contemplation did a whole bunch of cold showers so i'm feeling pretty good it's going to be a, a stretch till the next holiday i think the next holiday for us is memorial day which is a long time uh we got we got a professional development day sometime in april i think but we still gotta go to work shit it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough tough two months i i guess i'll say that like just planning everything out over these past couple of days and looking at what I have in the month ahead. Again, not to brag, not to boast, not to subtle flex, anything like that. I just like, holy shit. It's going to be a wild two months. But um, once again, I think this is uh, this is where the adventure of my life is. It's just like really pushing the boundaries. I know there will come a time where I'm like, fuck, I can't do it. And the house is going to catch on fire. I just imagined this this morning, actually, where it's like... Um, the kitchen, you imagine like a kitchen, a restaurant kitchen, shit is going crazy, the orders are popping off, this is on fire, people are running around, missing this, missing that, need that, need this, um, so I anticipate that may come in the future, sometime in the future, for right now, I'm managing everything decently well, if I may say, so... Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild two months though, but it's gonna be exciting. So I look forward to it. Um, yeah, I'll kind of leave it at that for for right now. 
And what can I say? That's pretty much the intro of where I'm at. I do let's let's get into the things that I that I've been thinking about. Um, so the first thing is pretty much I had some thoughts that I di- actually didn't touch on about notes from underground. So I mentioned it in my. Ah, this is gonna come out next week. So I mentioned it in the, the uh, number fifteen. Let's say there's one called Notes from the Underground. And pretty much it's this book about from Fyodor Dostoevsky. Uh, how can I describe it simply? There's a, there's a character, there's a man, an older man, who's kind of like a, a deep thinker, read a lot of books, and he's a, a critic of society, the way people do things. It's written in the context of like late 1800s Russia. So it has that. It's a critique of the times, the religion, the thinking, the philosophies of the time. And you've got this guy who's like really well read, but also like very frustrated at himself. Again, he's a critic of the world, but also very like ashamed and um, yeah, ashamed of himself pretty much. And so what I wanted to share, and it's a lot about like human interaction philosophy again. Um, that's pretty much it. I'll leave it at that. But what did I want to bring up about it? So the reason I was thinking about it at all was because I think this author, Fyodor Dostoevsky, does a pretty good job of describing in his writing the um, human interaction, pretty much. And that's one thing that I, I actually for whatever reason I'm built like this I guess I pay attention to a lot like I pay attention to all the details how people their eye movement their hand movement the way they speak are they hesitant are they excited are they firm do they are they flexible right are they yeah just a whole bunch of little details like that like I I really do pay attention to Uh, one is a third party observer but then also especially when I am involved in the interaction And so that's what I really appreciate about this author is that he depicts it really well in his writing, not just from this uh, book, but also his other writings. And what happens in Notes from Underground that is related and, uh, yeah, is related to me, something I think about quite often. So there's, again, the main character is this older man. And I think, I forget if it's in the first part or the second part. I actually haven't looked, but... Essentially, one of his biggest struggles is when he he goes on the walk around the town, let's say, and whenever he gets to this busy part, he always passes by this, uh, like a military officer type of guy, you know, is dressed well, has his uniform on, tall, strong looking, like a good, solid looking man, right? And he's this, you know, again, ashamed, ugly he describes himself as ugly or something along those lines in the book so it's not like these are my words um yeah he just imagine him like a grunt pretty much like a bum Uh, any other synonymous words to that and on this walk they always cross paths for whatever reason like many times they cross paths and i think if i remember right either he dodges the guy right before they uh cross paths right because essentially he like gets out of the way for this officer right and every time leading up to their crossing paths he he's like okay i'm just gonna stay firm in my path stay firm in my lane and make him move for me and then 
at the very last second he he chickens out and then moves for the other guy and then ultimately he decides to uh one of the days like he he he, he stays firm in his lane and he uh the, the, the he he bumps into the guy right and they have a situation i forget what happens after that situation i forget if he feels good or feels like proud of himself i think he does feel a little bit proud of himself but there's also a lot of other emotions involved there too right again this is like the beauty of this guy's writing it's like uh, just because he got a win like doesn't mean he's still not ashamed of himself blah 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 but um yeah there's this interesting and this is like a decent amount of the book right uh, just this one relationship between a random guy like they have no relation other than they just happen to cross paths at the same time at the same place so really interesting and why is that related to me well i brought it up uh, one because again i do really appreciate fiat dostoevsky's depiction of human interaction again something that i pay attention to <sighs> quite a bit in my life um yeah again as a third party person but also first person and I had two examples that I want to bring up. One of them, actually, I saw a win uh, in recently. It's so funny because it's, it's like this most small win, but I think it's a win nonetheless. Um, so pretty much for the past, so I've lived, the current place that I'm living, I've lived there for about two, you know, how long? About three years now. Yeah, pretty much about three years now, a, a little under three years. And the neighbors to our left, I've actually never met them, but there's a, uh, it, it's a family pretty much, and I, I've never met any of them. But the one that I usually see outside most often seems like the dad. And uh, we've made eye contact here and there. I've said, well, I haven't really said hi. I've just kind of nodded, right? Not really even that. Well, yeah, I lie. I've only nodded once, right? All the other times, and it's this is the reason I'm bringing this up, all the other times where there's an opportunity to make eye contact, uh, I've sh shied away from it pretty much. And I've felt myself get really nervous and anxious, and it eats at me, man. Like, this is just a so, this, this is the weird thing about it, and the weird thing about me, let's say, is here's this such it's such a small interaction like why do i care if the neighbor if we if i say hi to the neighbor um who why does that matter does it doesn't really matter probably not right um but here i am tripping on this and again those opportunities where maybe i could say hi i chicken out or like find a way to escape or wait until he goes back inside his house inside of his garage before i uh, say something or before I enter my own house and yeah it really does eat at me one of the reasons being I how can I describe this I well I've already kind of talked about it before but I am really trying to get out of my shell I'm really trying to stop being such a nervous and shy person because I really am I really am deep down inside that it's a monster I think and I'm really trying hard to overcome that everything that I do recently is is front-facing like I'm facilitating a lot so it's basketball and teaching I'm constantly facilitating constantly speaking in front of small to medium to large groups parents kids both 
Whew, man. Uh, on the outside, some might say that I am calm and composed. And, you know, I believe that to some extent, too. But the crazy thing about it is that also on the inside, I feel like like I'm trembling, like I'm barely holding it together by a thread. And uh, it's really inter- it's a really interesting place to be in um, in general. So, again, the reason I brought up this neighbor interaction is because I feel that. But it's such a small situation. And for me, it's why the character depicted in Notes from Underground actually resonates quite well. It's like this this such a small interaction of crossing paths with somebody every day and not knowing what you want to do like do you want to say hi do you want to bump into them do you want to just keep getting out of the way for them obviously there's more to it like why does this guy why do you happen to run into the same guy every day every time right obviously that's not the point it's it's there he's writing this for the purpose right and so this whole interaction with my neighbor is uh it's something interesting but the recent win that i did want to share from all of this is that uh the other day uh, i was bringing in some 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 stuff some water we got the big gallons of water and so i was bringing that in from yeah we just got some so i was bringing it in and we crossed paths we were both walking in at the same time we looked at each other he said hi and then i said howdy and yeah recently i've been saying howdy i think it's just such a fun it's a fun way to interact with people interesting interesting word to say and people probably wouldn't expect it from me i just adding like little sprinkles on life like that so i said howdy and for me that felt like a really big win honestly like i walked into the door smiling no lie it's like wow finally did it i was able to look him in the eye say hello and we kept it moving and it's just beautiful for me because i mentioned this in the last one and it's partly related to what i'm speaking on now but i just have the fucking tendency to overthink pretty much almost everything and i know it's not good i know you know i know it's not good but i also know that there's some utility to it uh so it's it's just another one of those things that you're constantly working on Constantly working on trying to understand and figure out how to integrate it, how to manage it, mold it in your life. And so, um, yeah, I think it, it was a really big win. Another recent win that I'll, I'll share that is, uh, yeah, it's close to home. It feels good to have been able to do. So on Thursdays, I drop my little sister off at school. And da, da, da. usually we don't say too much. I think I... In those situations, I kind of air, like me, naturally. I'm okay with it being quiet. It seems like that's okay with her, too. And so we keep it like that. Um, but I do I do want to be a good big brother. Uh, at least, I, I don't know. I, this is a whole other interesting part of this. Like, I feel like an obligation, too. And it's just my personality to try to be a good person all around. So that means be a good brother, be a good son, friend, teacher, everything. I'm trying to give them all... You know, as chini, chini. <laughs> cheesy and corny as that may sound, that's where I'm at with my life. I'm trying to give everything my all. So, so be it. Uh, but the reason when my sister is like, before, right before she gets out the car, I'll just give her a fist bump and say, have a good day. And the first time I did it, it felt really good. Honestly, it just felt like a, similar to this, what I just described about my 
uh, neighbor is just a big win from such a small interaction and I think uh, if anybody listening to this probably yeah if anybody listening to this happens to also listen to this guy named Jordan Peterson um, somebody that I've listened to a lot and don't call me crazy for it don't call me white wing for it I hope I hope you won't I hope you would uh, keep an open mind if you don't if you aren't familiar with his work and even if you are I hope it's because you've actually spent time listening to the things he speaks on and not what other people say about him but a topic for another day but anyways Jordan Peterson when he uh, he talks about day-to-day interactions he say that those are the things that make up most of your life like when you're eating dinner or when you're doing the dishes or when everybody's home like those small interactions when you're walking in the house at the same time as your neighbor and say hello and say hey hope you have a good night or have a good day blah 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 those are the interactions that make up your life not like these big moments um so (sighs) yeah big wins um that have happened recently in my life from small interactions and i just wanted to share that a little bit about myself that the smallest interactions weigh heavy on me and when you can imagine that you're interacting constantly all day every day that it's it's taxing on the mind it definitely is and i think that's why i have the rest and relaxation techniques that i do and you know activities and basketball and hanging out with my friends and other activities i think it's um yeah it's kind of how i keep keep saying pretty much keep balance and continue to do what i need to do now so yeah i think that that is pretty much the gist of what i wanted to say about the, 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 uh, the notes from in the ground uh what else can i say it's honestly kind of interesting um what can i speak on next you know what we're gonna skip around a little bit switch gears a little bit and then i'll, I'll wrap it up this one from what i see here it won't be too long so uh i wanted to mention real quick i don't know too much of the details but the recent bank situation um with silicon valley bank uh i've heard that others other names that are having experiencing similar situations let's say like credit suisse is another one and then like roberts financial group i don't know like a smaller one but essentially what's going on at a high level my understanding is that these banks are acting in such a way that they you how can you describe it like they're they don't have the money enough money to back up all the activities that they're doing and so when people try to access their money or they need to i don't know make payments something like that they're Uh, essentially they don't have enough money and then that scares a lot of people because people try and go get their money out of because they they want it they need it they feel like it's not safe and then the banks tell them that sorry you can't access your money right now uh we ran out we're out we don't have any we don't have enough pretty much and then what happened i think with the silicon valley bank situation government came in printed probably like three four hundred billion from what i'm hearing uh, to back up the depositors, so the people that held their money in there, um, problematic for a whole bunch of reasons. <sighs> what can I say about it to to keep it simple and concise? Pretty much problematic because, well, one, it means that the banks are 
you know, the the risk management is just very poor, right? Like they're not handling the money properly. And again, this is money that other people are putting into the bank so that they can hold for them. And I think that's a good question to ask yourself. Like, do you trust your bank to act? Not maybe not with your best interest in mind, but act at least responsibly with the money and say, well, if you ever need it, yes, you have 100% access to your money. And this is a great example of when that is not the case. Um, number two, it's problematic because, uh, well, the money printing, uh, I think if you ask most people at this time, they would probably say that the money printing that the the Federal Reserve has done over the past 10 to 15 years has contributed to where we're at in terms of inflation. So inflation of stocks, houses, cars, uh, price of, you know, regular goods, gas, food, all that kind of stuff, materials, it's, uh, it's a problem. And here we are printing money again because these banks failed to act responsibly, right? Like blatantly irresponsible. And... Well, one, why do I want to bring this up? Uh, well, it happened. It's a pretty big situation in my opinion. And I think, well, for me, it's a big thing because I'm an advocate for Bitcoin um, pretty much at the end of the day. Uh, there's a podcast that I've done about it. So if you're interested in a little bit more of the background, like fundamentally why I believe in it, there's that. But I'll, I'll share a little bit right now about why it's relevant. So essentially... With this bank situation, I think this applies to most people. When it comes to your the money that you don't need, that you don't need to use right away, most people generally will keep their money in a savings account, and usually this involves uh, putting it into a bank. Now, Bitcoin, my understanding, the way I've heard it described, and you know, I believe it sounds right, is that Bitcoin allows you to be your own bank pretty much. So the same money that you would put into a savings account that most people would also probably agree is is like a slow, bleeding a slow death, right? Because the money in the savings account doesn't really do much. Like you're not getting it anything in return. At this point, maybe you're getting a little bit more than you were before because the interest rates are higher. But still, pretty marginal increases, right? And that's why people gravitate to things like other assets like stocks, bonds, gold, silver, da 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 da. Um, so yeah, most people try to keep their money in a savings account, but again, you have to place trust in these banks. Now, Bitcoin allows you to be your own bank. Why? Because it's a hard asset that you have full control over, assuming you're able to purchase it from somewhere, an exchange probably, or get it from somewhere or however you you have access to it and then successfully move it into what they call a cold storage or like a hard wallet like a physical wallet where you have the keys you have full access to that bitcoin nobody else you do right you have the the keys to that bitcoin essentially is what they call it and now you're in full possession of your money and that's it's it's an interesting thing to think about, like, because it, it's, it is quite the, a new innovation, let's say. So before, and for most of human history, I think we understand, like, the funny trope. I don't know if trope is the right word, but the, the situation where, like, you keep your savings under your mattress or in a safe, for example. Um, but it, if that money gets too much, then you're going to keep it in a bank. 
or maybe you've got stocks or maybe you've got gold uh, all most of those things involve trusting your money in the hands of somebody else right but now bitcoin offers a technology bitcoin is a technology that allows you to have full possession of your funds without having to trust anybody else and i think based on what happened with the price of bitcoin this past week so essentially it started the week around 20,000 and now it's about 27 um is people's once again realizing that the the fiat system is pretty messed up i'll throw in another interesting fact that i learned uh, the fiat system is pretty messed up the money system is pretty messed up you got a an abusive power let's say or like uh, both an abusive power but just like incompetency when it comes to a group like the federal reserve um and so the reason the price of bitcoin went up is because people are realizing yes like to to kind of protect yourself against all this madness uh, you need hard assets gold for most of human history has been a staple of the hard assets but now you have this new technology that acts as a digital gold it's limited it's verifiable you don't have to trust anybody else uh, there's no people in charge of it and again the biggest thing is that you can actually verify how much Bitcoin there is there's only going to be 21 million that ever are accessible and after that if you got it great hopefully the idea is that over time Whatever remains, whatever is out there is going to become so valuable, so desired that if you're holding it, you, you should be in a pretty good, pretty good position. And once again, you are acting as your own bank. You have full control um, of what you want to do with that money, how, how, where it is, how it is, how you move it. Um, the one fact that I, want, I wanted to bring up that's actually quite interesting. I didn't even know this, but I heard this on a podcast. I, it was hard, a little hard to verify because... It's like that information is not exactly available, but I'm sure somebody that knows how to read like balance sheets, financial statements could verify this quite easily. But essentially, um, the FDIC. So I think for most people, maybe not most people, but uh, if you don't, my understanding is that the FDIC is this like government group, bureaucracy agency that protects people's money up to in banks in most banks up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars so if you got that and somehow the bank fails the fdic is gonna is got you covered up to two hundred and fifty thousand now i forget the numbers exactly so forgive me on this but the fdic has something like i don't know let's just say roughly speaking three to five hundred billion dollars worth of money in their assets right like they could use to if a bank fails to protect whatever banks they need to protect right that's how much money they have available for these purposes but on the books they are protecting up to 12 trillion dollars worth of funds now again i'd highly recommend somebody verify this if possible i was trying my best to get a good google search but it was tough you're gonna have to be read the balance sheets because they have the balance sheets available on the fdic so I'm not too familiar with those, so somebody would have to look it up. But essentially, that was the case, right? So you'd consider uh, they're supposed to be able to protect $12 trillion, but they only have 500 maybe less, $400 billion in assets available to, you know, to protect shit if 
shit hits the fan pretty much and I thought that was really wild if enough banks even just five ten five 10% 10% of the banks fail then that's it the FDIC can only protect up to that much and who knows I think it, the biggest takeaway from all of this is like the fiat system is quite the house of house of cards very fragile very unstable and one thing is going to have a huge impact on another and all of this, why, why, why talk about all of this, right? I think for me, it's something I continue to ask myself. Well, reason one is it's money. Uh, money is our economic energy. It's what we, yeah, it's money is our economic energy. We convert our time, our, our physical and our mental energy to in exchange for money in order to pay for the things that we need to pay for. And if you're bleeding your economic energy because of things that are mostly outside of your control, right? Money printing, uh, illegitimate use of money, overspending, overleveraging, all these kinds of things, and you're the one that's hurting at the end of the day. I think it's really important, right? Like we need money to be able to function in this life but if we're at the whims of uh, these for these forces that we have absolutely no control over, I think that's something worth paying attention to. And there's an opportunity, right, uh, to to change the game pretty much for yourself, to protect yourself, to kind of revolt peacefully. I think is a, is a good way to describe it. It's like a way to say, I'm not with this system. This is another opportunity. This is like a lifeboat, pretty much. And I know I try to speak on this cautiously and un, not as emotionally charged as uh, I may sound, but it really is something worth considering. I think it's the equivalent of saying, yeah, it's a good idea to hold on to some gold. It's a good idea to have some land, right? And so that you have something, a place to go for your family, you got something that has value, something hard, something physical. So Bitcoin is it's the same idea, honestly. Like, it's a good idea to have a little Bitcoin. Whatever portion of your life savings, right, that you don't need right away, that you need to hold for a long time, and you want to keep that, that purchasing power, that economic energy, um, Bitcoin is one option, right? You don't have to put 100% of your stuff into Bitcoin. Just consider it, 5 10 15 20%. Whatever you feel comfortable with. And I think for me, if you're able to do that, try it out. See what happens, right? Like do 5% Bitcoin, 5% stocks, 5% bonds and CDs, and just see what happens. See how it performs over the next one, two, three, four, five years. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the reasons I bring this up. One, I'm a big advocate for Bitcoin. I believe in it myself. Uh, I believe in the principles and the uh, the power it gives individuals, um, like humans, regular human beings, the power it gives, I think, is pretty. It has. A, it seems like it has the power to transform the world in a, in a good way, interesting way that involves money. That isn't zero sum. That isn't about scarcity. That is about prosperity and individual rights and fighting back against tyranny and corruption. Um, and incompetence again so really interesting stuff it's economic energy right again we can't do anything without money we want to be able to protect it we want to be able to save 
over time so that whatever we have we can keep it for ourselves or pass it on to our family our kids our future our grandkids so uh something to think about something yeah something to think about something to meditate on whoo whoo wee what a life um i got a couple more things here that i da, 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 da. yeah why not so I got one more thing and then we'll kind of wrap it up. It's 40 minutes. It's not bad for a, a solo one. I mentioned earlier that I was in my feels a little bit, right? Again, some plans that I was very excited, genuinely excited about fell through, but that's okay. Um, again, I'm trying to keep a hopeful interpretation. And if it doesn't pan out, hey, man, keep it pushing. You're going to be all right. Um, I was in my feels a little bit. But I kind of already touched upon it, but I, I guess I'll bring it up again just to solidify it. I think I, in general, right, again, can tend towards feeling low, feeling down, being in my feels, being in that depressed state of mind, right? Like, ah, the world is against me. Everything's going wrong, blah, 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 bad luck, da, 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 da. And I can just spiral down. And I will say for the most part like my life has been pretty solid like it's not been easy by any means um it, it actually is quite challenging taking on a lot but my life is also very good like i'm doing the things that i want to do which is so powerful uh and even then some there are some days where i feel it like i just feel unmotivated i feel down i feel uh, a little bit cynical a little bit nihilist um things like that like ah, nobody cares about me nobody's texting me nobody's asking me how i'm doing da, 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 da. Uh, but 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 the reason i bring this up is the way i've combated it and the way that i've um I've, I've heard in other places many other places actually is to just keep it keep it pushing keep it moving stay active continue to do what you need to do and again i kind of brought it up earlier right like I was in my fields for a little bit, but I got to work. I was like, all right, let me get shit done, get get organized, figure out what I need to do, what do I need to plan and get ready for. Um, I'm exercising, I'm playing basketball to stay active, I'm talking with my friends. And I think, you know, speaking on depression, anxiety, mental illnesses in general, it's hard, right, because those things can be debilitating, right if severe enough or you know however your circumstances are i understand that i completely do that you can just get oh there's a mosquito that you can get bogged down in that in that spiral in that feeling in that hole uh and it's tough it's tough but i think the best way is to the best way to combat that one of the best ways to combat that is just keep pushing Stay active, figure out what you need to do, get it done, no matter how bummy you feel, no matter how down you feel, just like drag yourself out of that fucking mud and fucking keep it pushing, man. Because um, you'll get stuck and maybe you'll even get deeper down that hole. Somehow, some way, I know it's tough. I know it's going to take everything you got. And I kind of, <sighs> I got two more things to share on that. Um, you're going to have to drag yourself out of the mud. You're going to have to white knuckle it, as I've heard some people describe it. And it's kind of how I've approached 
feeling down recently it's like all right i feel it i get it be in your feels i guess that is another good thing to say like feel the feelings i'm not ashamed i think um i I admit this openly that i can tend towards just feeling down and getting uh, being over an overthinker and all that stuff right but the way that i've been trying to combat it is just all right it's cool feel it feel it embrace it understand it and let's fucking go Right when you're ready to get up, pick yourself up, drag yourself up, and crawl to whatever it is that you need to do next. Get it done and keep it moving, man. Um, I think that is the mentality. I think that is a good way to combat the the struggles, the mental struggles of being a human being. Right, the emotions that we feel. Uh, two things that I want to share about that. Uh, I mentioned it before, but I've been doing cold showers recently. Uh, the first minute to a minute and a half, I'll just leave the water on the coldest possible dial. Whatever. I'll put the water to the coldest and I'll stand there, move around for a minute to a minute and a half. And it's absolutely miserable, but I train my mind to remain calm, to relax in those situations. Um, and it's been good. It still sucks. I've been doing it for pretty much the past three months. Uh, it still sucks, still miserable, but I'm um, slowly adapting, and it's something I look forward to now, too, just pushing myself to overcome the, ah, I don't want to do this, I want to do this, and then uh, one that I just happened recently, I just came from the gym, actually, I got a really decent workout, uh, most of the time I'm playing basketball, but today I was actually able to just do, like, some weight training, some exercises that I like, nothing too crazy, but I got a good I got a good one and felt great to just hit the weights for a little bit. I love hitting the weights. I don't always do it, but when I do it, I do it. Uh, I do like it. And after that, I went into the sauna. I did 25 minutes at about 200 degrees Fahrenheit. And those last five minutes were pretty miserable, man. I, I was like, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. In the last three minutes, uh, I felt like I was in the... I brought myself back to where I felt like in cross country. If anybody out there has ever done cross country, like the last stretch, like the last quarter mile, there goes a train in the background. Um, The last quarter mile is always tough, man. It's like really you're exhausted, but you got to keep it pushing. And then you got the sprint at the end. You're really just laying it all out there, emptying the gas tank. And all I did was imagine myself encouraging myself in that situation. I was like, you better keep it pushing, motherfucker. You better not stop. You're right there. Everything that you ever wanted in your life is right on the other side of that finish line. If you stop right now, you're not going to get none of that. And I just kept repeating this to myself. I was like, I'm right here with you. Keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. Because time starts to go slow once you get down to those last five minutes. And you're like, fuck, man. I'm hot as fuck. I'm trying to get out of here. I'm losing it. I, fe- I hear my heart beating, blah, 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 blah. And the mind is racing. And all I'm trying to do is just go crazy encourage myself and just breathe relax you go right there keep it pushing keep it pushing keep it pushing um i gotta sneeze Whoo! forgive me um got the sneeze in but yeah i just did that 25 minutes and it's stuff like that that uh i guess is really powerful it's really it's just a mental test mental suffering mental challenge to pick yourself back up drag yourself man i know you're gonna feel it you're going to feel down. You're going to feel unmotivated. You're going to be in your feelings. You're going to feel like you're not making any progress. Fuck that. Keep it pushing. Um, I guess the last thing I can say on this 
Uh, I have a tattoo on the inside of my right bicep. It's like four arrows, a couple lines, and it says always forward. And I got that right before I had surgery on my right shoulder, actually. And it's something that's good. It's nice. It's a nice reminder uh, whenever I get in these modes, these feelings, to just keep it pushing, man. And have hope, I think. I'm trying to stay on this uh, white pill feeling that it might be miserable, it might be sucky in the day-to-day, but over the long term, keep hope, man. Don't lose hope. Uh, keep your head up. Keep chipping away uh, and, and just see what's possible, right? Anything is possible, as the great Kevin Garnett said when he won the championship with the Celtics. Anything is possible. So... I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Uh, I'll close with this. I feel grateful. Um, I think about my mortality a lot. And so with that, I just, again, I mentioned this last time, really trying to get the most out of life. Suck all the juice out of it. Pause. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, really get the most out of it and live it up and leave it all out on the field, all on the court, even though I am a nervous, shy guy. I'm going to you know, combat that. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to be weird, silly, goofy, but that is the, that is where the adventure of life is. So if any of that resonates with you, uh, if not all good, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, I appreciate you. And, uh, I hope to see you in the next, uh, I hope to see you next time.